Now, uh, next up, we need to find out what secret society you're in. Oh boy, yeah, we can we can just skip this one, right? We can just smooth over this one. We could just skip this one, but we will not. Would you like to be Illuminati? Oh God, yes! Oh, I've always dreamed of this. Greetings, citizens. Welcome to episode 1.5 of Paranoia: Fight Together or Die a Clone. This is a special ultraviolet clearance episode. In it, we will be learning the mutant powers, secret societies, and other traitorous actions of all the players. These segments all happened on different days, but I have spliced them together so that I don't have to repeat any rules. Each player only knows what is in their own segment. You, therefore, will know more than anyone. Final note. Since you don't yet know them very well, I will introduce the name of each player and their character just before their first segment in this episode. My name is Gosts, and our first section will begin with Kyle, whose citizen ID is Kyle R MMX one Now it's time to find out what secret society you're in. Ah, this will be great. How many perversity points do you currently have? I have 10 with the possibility for five more. So your first roll... Security. Your first role is going to be the FCCCP, the First Church of Christ no! Computer Programmer. No? No. You don't want to be in this. No. Would you like me to explain a little bit about it? You may. FCCCP is a pseudo-religious organization uh, based on the worship of friend computer. Uh, there are many, many, many sub-societies within this society, all who have different methodologies and beliefs. Um, this society is not really that treasonous. It's probably the least treasonous society to be a member of. The only reason that Friend Computer doesn't like it is because it doesn't really he doesn't really get it. It kind of confuses him. But there are some things that they can do, um, you know, ranging from uh, doing treason just so they, they can confess it, because confessing treason is part of what they like to do, uh, to, you know, like human sacrifice. Stuff like that can sort of get on the bad side of uh, fan computer. So should I just hit the reroll button? Absolutely. Uh... <laughs> hey, you want to be in Purge? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Purge are the sworn enemy of the computer. Purge's point of view is the computer is evil. The computer is wrong. We don't care how it happened. We don't know why it happened. We don't know who's responsible. But we will, we must destroy the computer and we will get rid of any high programmers or any citizens who try to stop us. <sighs> Unbelievable. I guess you're a lucky guy. Kyle Fate is building a Death Star. Yeah! This next segment introduces the player Lights. Citizen ID, Dwight R. FYT 1. You're a loyal citizen. The loyalist? Loyal citizens just don't get very far. If we're going to be honest, you got to do treason. Well, you got to spend money to make money. You got to spend loyalty to make more loyalty. I suppose that makes sense in um, some, some kind of some way. Let's go ahead and find out what secret society you'll be in. Your first role is for Frankenstein Destroyers. For people who might not know, the Frankenstein Destroyers are a group who hate, loathe, are disgusted by all intelligent machines. To a Frankenstein destroyer, an intelligent machine is an abomination. 
This can be a problem when a large portion of society is, in fact, comprised of intelligent machines and when you are ruled by one. This makes them one of the most perhaps actively destructive societies, although they are very selective in their targets. Now, um, as I believe has been mentioned, you can spend your perversity points to change a couple of aspects of your secret society. Not interested. You can also pick your secret society for 20 points, but I don't think you can afford that. I don't think anyone can afford that. Probably not. All right. Your sub-society is a group of the Frankenstein destroyers called Know Your Enemy. Know Your Enemy have a specific job. They desire to infiltrate other secret societies, such as ProTech, any kind of uh, research and development groups or tech service groups, or, of course, Corpor Metal. You despise all of these groups, of course, but your objective is to get into them, and by doing so, you will advance yourself within your own secret society. That sounds great. This next segment introduces the player Frit. Citizen ID Frit RDNT1. Uh, your first role is Scion. Uh, do you know about Scion? Uh, I don't know about Scion because I'm not a traitor. That's a good answer. Scion is an organization of mutants. It is mostly dominated by telepathic mutants who give orders with their telepathy to other mutants. Some sections of Scion are more interested in making more mutants. Others just want rights for mutants, and still more are interested in destroying anyone who is not a mutant. I thought that there was no discrimination against mutants in Alpha Complex. There is not. Hmm. Your rating, your degree, will be basically equivalent to whatever strength your mutant power is, so it's very important to train and grow your mutant power, um, preferably without getting killed. Uh, of course, you can register yourself, and then you're free to use it all the time, but if you register yourself, you're a lot less useful because everybody already knows that you're a mutant and you can't do anything sneaky with it. Just a quick question. If you register as a mutant, does the rest of the troubleshooting team know your mutant ability then? Yes. Or... Okay. I wasn't sure whether it was just friend computer who knows your mutant no, ability no, if you registered or not. It's public. Uh, certainly not registering if I am a mutant, which I'm certainly not because I'm not a traitor. Or a mutant. Now, you know what? Let's uh, let's spend two points and re-roll that. Let's see if we can't get something a little more interesting than pro-mutant. Your second roll is... What's the second roll? Illuminati? No, it is... Uh... See Game Master for details, so I'm going to have to look into this a little deeper. <laughs> See Game Master for details. Oh boy, I've never been in the Game Master secret society before. How would you like to be in a program group? Do you know what a program group is? I have no idea what a program group is. I'm just a citizen. Well, a program group is the common name for a organization run specifically by a high programmer. Oh! Each high programmer usually has a, a program group of their own that is simply a collection of all of their staff and their followers, but also any secret agents or just general lackeys. That's awesome. 100%. I'm taking that. I, I want to work for a high programmer. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Okay. Your program group is known to you only as Left Left Orange. You have no idea who the high programmer that you're working for is because you're only a first-degree member, of course. All that you know is that this program group seems to have some kind of agenda based on 
the actual layouts of buildings in Alpha Complex and uh, planning of, of housing and industrial residences and, and where they go or something like that. You really have no clue. All right. You know, uh, I'll take that. Um, I like keeping notes. I like making maps. Program group left, left orange. This next segment will introduce the player, bees. Citizen ID, bees are BZZ1. Your first role is Scion. Uh, I would like to be a Scion. I'm, I'm, I dig it. I'm into it. Okay. Uh, that makes this easier. Obviously, you are a first-degree Scion member. Degrees range from 1 to 20, and that indicates your prevalence in the secret society. One being someone who is new, but who has completed the recruitment process. 20 being probably the leader of the entire society. You were probably recruited when a Scion agent saw you using your mutant power, and rather than blackmail you into uh, not living anymore by turning you into the computer, they instead recruited you into Scion. Uh, you receive communications in Scion, generally speaking, when you hear a agent of Scion control beaming thoughts directly into your brain. This can be somewhat distressing sometimes and makes it hard to focus, so ideally this will happen when you are not busy, but you never know. How am I supposed to contact them back? You don't. You just wait to receive something. Um, usually you'll get a message every mm, week or so. Okay, so you will be mutants for a better tomorrow, which believes that mutants should use their powers to improve the general lot of society and humanity. They work closely with registered mutants to fight prejudice and hate and oppose the excesses of the Brotherhood of Mutants, which consider non-mutants to be a waste of space. Does that sound acceptable, or would you like to re-roll that? How much is it to re-roll? Uh, for one point, you can roll to a different subfaction. I will roll for a, a different subfaction. Okay. Oh, look at that. Uh, you got the Brotherhood of Mutants, who believe that non-mutants are a waste of space. Great. Does that sound, uh, sound okay? Yeah, uh, I'm a mutant supremacist. This next segment will introduce the player, Ram. Citizen ID... Ram, R, I, N, O, 1. Here's how Illuminati works. You are going to be in another secret society, but that's not your true secret society. Your true loyalties are to the Illuminati. What can I tell you about the Illuminati? Nothing. You know nothing about the Illuminati. You were just doing your normal, your normal business, and then a wall opened up. People in masks came in. They pointed guns at you, and they gave you very cryptic instructions. You followed them because you didn't want to be killed. And from then on, you were inducted into the Illuminati. You have been doing whatever they tell you, including joining... Don't say Purge. Don't say Purge. Death Leopard. <laughs> oh my god. So you, you are pretending to be a Death Leopard, but really you're working for the Illuminati. What does that mean? How does that affect you? Only God knows that, and there's no God here, only friend computer. Mutant power. This is very important since you're a scion, so I hope you save some perversity points for this. Your mutant power is mechanical intuition. Would that affect my roles in using things? Um, you might get a bonus for using machines, depending on what's going on. Okay. Um... How much is it to roll random again? If you would like to, you can pay four points to keep this power, 
but roll another one and see if you like it better. Uh, I'm going to pay four points. Okay, and completely random. Okay, this power is cryokinesis. The mutant can freeze objects, encasing them in a layer of hard, slippery, frigid ice. A higher margin of success means that you can make more ice and more thoroughly encase objects or allowing a large object to be affected. What is it? What does that look like? Like, do I do like wiggle my fingers and get ice hands or? Mm, you need to physically touch the thing that you would like to make colder. How much is it to reroll my original power? Just, uh, that's just one. I would like to do that. All right, you have gotten regeneration. Regeneration is pretty much what it sounds like. If you're wounded or maimed, the power will automatically happen. You don't actually get to control when it happens. A little bit disastrous, for example, if somebody sees you get an injury and then it's gone and you don't have a reason for why it's gone. But it's also so good. Ooh, it is really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take it. So your power is... Machine empathy. Mind sense. Uh, this means that you can psionically sense the presence of nearby citizens. You don't know anything about them, but you can tell the number of people that are near you. And you don't know who they are, but, you know, question mark. Oh, that sounds so good in some situations. But my question is, how subtle is it? Uh, let's see now. Like, if it does that, but it also makes, like, a thunderclap noise, then that's going to be a problem. Um, it is quite subtle. Your eyes tend to glaze over if you are using it actively. But that's about it. Okay. I am 100% taking that ability. This power is polymorphism. <laughs> Changing features on you is easy. Changing bone structure is difficult. Changing your mass is impossible. Oh, uh, changing my mass is impossible? Well, okay, it says virtually impossible. But... Oh, man, I can't change my mass. This is... mm, okay. What if I wanted to turn into a snake-like creature? Like you turn yourself completely? Yeah, into a snake-like creature. Like, I don't know, python. I have example. That's possible, but it would be very difficult to do because you'd have to change pretty much all your bone structure. <sighs> if I screw up, I'd probably be in excruciating pain until I could try again. Yeah. I guess I'll re-roll this one. Slippery skin. <laughs> you can secrete a ultra-slippery oil, allowing you to squeeze through tight passages, skid across surfaces, and escape grapples or binding. Could I use this to, say, lessen landing impact? Um, hmm... I guess if you were landing on, like, an angled surface, perhaps that would do it, but if you're landing on just like flat ground. No, I don't think that would help. Oh, that's look. All right, let's reroll again. Reroll again. Ha 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 ha. Uh-uh. Ha ha ha. Uh, do you want teleportation? <laughs> yes. Are you sure? <sighs> Describe it to me. Um, you can very very easily teleport halfway inside things. <laughs> um, there's also there's a big zapping noise <laughs> and a flash of light when you do it. Ah. <sighs> But, but you're gone afterwards, so, you know, like, if you do it around a corner, nobody would have any idea, as long as they didn't know you were around the corner. Oh, boy, this is... <sighs> I feel like you're going to screw me over every time I teleport, just by telefragging me. Every single time. I, I will not telefrag you if you get a good roll and are teleporting an appropriate distance. Ah, that's, uh... 
I really shouldn't use even more points in the slim hope that I roll the incredible power I'm thinking of. You're thinking of what? What are you trying to get? Machine empathy? <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, you can count your fucking lucky stars, but I don't think it's going to happen. me. Ah, what a shame. But I think I'll probably go with teleportation. Your power is desolidity. You are capable of desolidifying your body. You become a unbound particle mass. Uh, any kind of physical impact will go right through you, and you can pass through small cracks and objects. Um, the downsides are large. Energy weapons still affect you. Objects that are immediately on your person will desolidify with you, but most large objects will just kind of fall to the ground. When you're desolidified, you cannot change your momentum. So if you want to be moving, you have to move and then desolidify. Uh, for example, you could jump and desolidify to go upwards, or run and desolidify to go in the direction you're running. Uh, you also can't breathe while you're desolidified. I think we're good. I like this one. Not really? Yeah. All right. Uh, desolidity it is. Mental blast. The mutant can mentally blast all living beings except for himself in a five-meter radius. You have no choice for what the targets are. Anybody who's affected can resist if their violence skill is very, very high. And it's, what's the radius? Five feet? Five, five, five meters. Five meters, so okay. It's, it, it's reasonable. And the way that this one works is it, it's like a damage kind of thing, and it's resisted by violence, right? Yes. Like, does it do damage, or do all I know is that I can blast people? It's not a physical injury. They will be just confused, not sure what's going on, probably fall over, uh, assuming that it's successful. And if assuming it's successful, is it something that can be tracked? Like, like, can someone say, oh, yeah, that person does it? Is there kind of a... It's pretty subtle in the sense that um, there's, no, there's no indication specifically that you did it. You don't have to make any kind of motion. You don't get anything that shows that you did it. The only thing is, since it's always centered on you, if somebody looks at a video of it and there's lots of people and they explode in the exact circle around you, you know, that's kind of obvious. It's disorienting, right? It's not like a pure damage thing. That's what you said. No, it doesn't. It doesn't really physically damage people. People might take physical damage if they fall off a cliff, for example, or misfire their weapons. But... Got it. Expect to get a lot of car crashes in this season. Oh boy. Okay. So now it's just you and me. Yes. Alone. Great. What's your What's your full name again? My name is uh, Bees R B Z Z One. Wonderful. So Bees R B Z Z One. You are flossing your teeth one night. It is in the local red bathroom, uh, which is a large public facility because you don't get your own personal bathroom. Uh, suddenly you feel a little bit of a prickling sensation in your cerebral cortex. Great. And you hear voices. It sounds like four voices. One is coming from in front of you, one from behind you, and one on either side. And they say, We are Scion. We are Control." I listen politely. Okay, good answer. Tomorrow you will receive an assignment from the computer. You will ask your mission outfitter the following question. Do you have a replacement part for me? He will give you a metal canister. 
you will retrieve a sample of uranium-235 on your mission and place it in the metal canister. The canister is shielded and will prevent scans from detecting the uranium when you leave. Take it with you and place it outside your dormitory at 2.35 a.m. the following night cycle. Will do. Thank you so much. Are you saying, are you saying that out loud? I'm, I'm thinking that really hard in my brain. Thinking it really hard. All right. Uh, there's a little more you hear. Do not ask for more information from your mission outfitter. Do not tell anyone the function of the canister. Do not be caught taking U-235 samples. We are controlled. You have your instructions. And then the prickling sensation goes away. Cool. I uh, finish flossing and have a sip of water. I want to think really hard for a second so I don't forget any of the things that were just told to me. All right. And I have to. Does that out. mean that you would like me to to message you text? Uh, oh my god! If if that's an that. option, I would love that so much. You are flossing your teeth when you hear a buzz on your PDC. Somebody wants to make a video call with you, but you don't know the number. But as you are pondering this, your propaganda skill allows you to realize that in the very lengthy caller ID, you see the letters B-O-T-T-I-P, and you know that bot tip is currently the password that you are using. All right, so I answer it. You probably don't want to answer it while you're in the bathroom because this is a public red bathroom. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, Where are you going to hide while you take this call? So I still live in a public red commune as well, don't I? Yes, your room is shared with five other red citizens. Um, how loud are video conferences typically? You can adjust the volume however you want. Why don't I just go in front of the bathroom stalls, close it for some privacy? Then we just okay. gonna, that, yeah. That should work, yeah. Okay, so you go into a stall, you close it, uh, you pick up the call. Now, the PDC-1300 wasn't originally designed for video chat. It's just a software update, so it kind of sucks. You're getting, like, one frame a second. Uh, the person who is on the other end of the call uh, is very strange. You can see a little bit of fire and smoke in, in their background. You can only really see they're their from the shoulder up, and uh, it looks like they're wearing metal armor of some kind, and they've got a necklace. It seems to be constructed out of robot fingers. Uh, he looks at you and he says, You are scum. No, I'm not. He says, You consort with the enemy. The elders say that you are necessary, but I do not agree. How will you find the enemy if you don't know where they're hiding? That is the only reason that I have not yet destroyed you. Fair enough. He brushes some uh, dust off of one of his metal shoulder plates and he says, it is important to call each other by our human names. Unfortunately, I cannot tell you my real name yet. It is too dangerous. First, I must know what your loyalty is. Uh, my loyalty is to the purity of humans. Good. To prove this, there is something you must do. I'm ready. There is an evil thing. It is called Processor R94. Processor R94. And it is hard to find. We need to know more about it. So I am assigning all new recruits to search for it. It is not likely that you will find one working alone. But if we piece together information from everyone, 
I will find any information that I can on processor R94, and then hopefully we can have it purged from this glorious complex. Good. All right. I will speak with you again sometime soon. The call hangs up. All right. Um, I flush. Okay. You flush. <laughs> and I wash my hands and I leave the stall. All right. Well, um, okay. Other way. Other way around. Uh, not other, other way around? Yeah. You leave the stall, leave and, the you stall wash your hands? and then I wash my hands. That's yeah. probably better. Correct. You are flossing your teeth in a public bathroom. I always like to maintain my hygiene. You never know when a hygiene officer might show up. Yes. You are flossing your teeth. Something bumps into your foot. You uh, presumably look down and you see that a scrub bot has bumped into you. Uh, hello, scrub bot. Um, are you attempting to improve my hygiene? Um, it gives a couple of beeps and then says, no. And uh, it starts to back away. But before it does, you realize that something is a little strange. There's, there's kind of a large black canvas bag tied to the scrub bot with a plastic cord. Uh, you're not sure if you're supposed to fill around with that or not. But then you also see that there is a note on the canvas bag, and it says Frit, F-R-I-T. Uh, I take the canvas bag. All right. You pull it out from the plastic cord, and you take the note and the bag. Uh, the note. Uh, I flip over the note. Does it have anything else yes. on it? Does it just uh, say Frit? The inside has something. And as you, as you open up the inside, um, a little red card falls out as well. Uh, I pick that up. All right. So the note says... Uh, actually, before I do any of this, uh, are there stalls in this bathroom? Yes. Uh, I go into a stall. Okay. You go into a stall and you close it. The note says, Frit R D N T one Your next assignment will involve you traveling to the depths of Alpha Complex. Please place these rods at the lowest physical point you can possibly reach. The, uh, the words lowest physical point are bolded and enlarged. And then it says, lower is better. Please ensure they are all at least two meters apart from each other, Please ensure they are all placed straight, secured, and ensure the base of each rod is the exact same height. Attached is a permit to carry these rods. That's the end of the note. All right. Uh, what does the red card say or do? What does it look like? Uh, you take a look at the red card. All right, I will roll some dice for you. Mm, okay, you got two successes. That's plenty. Um, you notice immediately that it's got a little bit of reflective print on it to ensure that it can't be duplicated. And it is a permit to carry something called a trans-arrangement rod set. I'm assuming that's probably the rods that they're talking about, which I imagine are probably inside this canvas bag, which I want to take a look at. The card also has a little insignia, which looks to be the logo of HPD and MC. Uh, which, if you don't recall, is Housing, Preservation, and Development, and Mind Control. And uh, the stamp is in Indigo. So you're allowed to carry this card, but apparently it was signed by somebody who is Indigo. Oh, geez. So this is... Uh, it's my clear... You said it was a red card, right? Yes, the card is red. So, okay, so it's something that I can carry, but it's been approved by someone mm -hmm. much, much, much greater than I. Indeed. Also, um, I think I forgot to say, the card is printed in, in your name specifically, so you couldn't give this to someone else. This is for you specifically are allowed to carry these. And it's also got an expiration date. Okay. Um, I will tuck that card away uh, and keep it safe. And uh, how... So what these rods, how, how big are we talking here? Um, they're about the height of your leg, uh, but they're very thin. They have a 
kind of a little tripod base and there are metal spikes at the bottom. You can unfold it and then stick the spikes into like dirt or something. The top of the rod has a little black orb on it. The shafts themselves of the rods seem to be made out of a chromed metal and it seems that they are tinted indigo. Oh boy, uh, that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, but I guess I have the permit for them. So, um, all right. So I guess I'm just going to pack this stuff up and okay. uh, finish up uh, flossing my teeth. Okay. And then uh, away I'll go. So uh, your secret society briefing is a little bit different than other people's. You're the only one that has a secret society at all, which is the reason that it's so different. Just my luck. Everyone else is a perfectly loyal citizen. You, unfortunately, are not only in the Death Leopards, you're in the Death Leopards because it's cover for the Illuminati. Um, you were invited to a Death Leopard party tonight. You just barely had time to floss your teeth. The Illuminati didn't actually tell you to go there, but they don't really tell you anything. All you know is that um, you're going to a party. Um, you got instructions that you're supposed to lift up a secret trap door, but there's just a garbage can here. There's no trap door. Well, I mean, I'm going to lift the lid of the garbage can. Um, you lift the lid of the garbage can, and there's just there's garbage inside. Hmm. There's not much space you don't think you could fit in. I'm going to put the lid back on the garbage can. I want to be a good citizen mm-hmm. uh, while I commit treason against Frank Computer, my friend. I'm mm-hmm. um, going to lift the garbage can and see if there's a trap door under it. Uh, you lift the garbage can. There is not a trap door under it, but there is just a hole under it that you could jump down through. That sounds like a trap door to me. I'm going to uh, climb in there. Okay, you climb down. There seems to be a ladder, sort of. It doesn't seem like it was supposed to be a ladder, but there's some pipes, and somebody has removed some and added some more to make a pathway. You come down, um, uh, and as you get down, you start hearing loud noises the further down you go. And it sounds like... Are you going to keep going down? Oh, definitely. That sounds exciting. Okay. So you get down, and um, what, what you thought might be like music of some kind uh, appears to be somebody made like a, a record mix out of like some news broadcasts, and the music is just someone going, Traitor, 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 computer, computer, traitor, 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 computer, computer. Oh, my God. I'm sure they have a lot of those recordings on hand. So there's, a, there's also a strobe light going. It's very painful to your eyes. There are maybe like 11 people here, maybe a couple more or less. It's, again, hard to tell because you can't really see what's going on. Uh, there seems to be a drink table, uh, a dance floor of some kind. You have the partying skill, right? You better believe it. Right. You can tell that this is a um, it's, this is a reasonable party, I guess. It's probably just the local guys from Sector INO. It's not. It's not like a big, you know, party like you like you've heard rumors of before. But yeah, it's 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 cool. You you're pretty sure due to your partying skill that this is a cool place to be and not an uncool place. That's all I. That's all I need to know. Somebody somebody comes over to you from the drink table. They look a little bit greasy and disheveled. Uh, they are wearing an infrared uniform. You don't know if they are actually infrared. They might just be doing this to blend in. You're not really sure. But um, yeah, he's kind of pale and disheveled. He looks at you. Uh, and he's just standing about a foot away from you and looking at you. Hey, man. Uh, what's up? What, what do you need? I make drinks. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, need any help? Making those drinks? Yes, he says. Yes, I do. I do. I need help. 
Uh, that's probably what I'm here for. Okay. Uh, that and to party. Yes. Yes. He gives you a cup. And there's a drink in the cup. Nice. I look at it. I made this. Uh, I swish it around in the cup. Mm-hmm. Does it explode? No. I put my hand over it and I kind of shake it a bit. Uh-huh. Uh, it does, and I it shake it a little more because I really like I really it. like this sh- I really like to just shake this uh-huh. thing. Okay, you start shaking it a lot. Okay, uh, I'm gonna uh, sniff it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a sip. It smells like bouncy bubble beverage. Oh, oh boy! Oh, I've already taken that sip. I've already shaken it a little bit. Um, it tastes like bouncy bubble beverage, but also it tastes a little bit different. Um, it's a little bit less fizzy because apparently, like somebody opened the can a while ago and poured it into here. But also, there's there's something you know you you weren't really expecting it, but it does taste good. Um, it's it's not like you would want to drink this a lot, but it's a new experience for you. Whoa! You know, it's kind of like eating a strange cheese. You're like, I'm not sure if I really like this, but I'm glad that I expanded my palate. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you notice the guy's just kind of been like rocking back and forth on his heels. Um, he's like he's pumping his fists a little bit and he's chanting, drink, drink, drink. I start chugging it. All right, you keep drinking it. All right, I uh, turn to the guy who gave me the drink, and I say, all right, uh, you know, uh, glad to uh, help. Uh, yeah? You said you'd help me make make more drink, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yes. All right. Uh, he, he clasps you on the shoulder, and he says, I need liquids. Liquids. I need liquids. Any liquid. I- he, he thinks about this. Pro, pro, probably non-toxic liquids, like things that won't melt you. He thinks about this. He seems, he seems like you've, you've illuminated a path of thought that he hadn't considered before. And he says, I need rare liquid. I need hard to get liquid because that's the kind that I don't have. The good shit. Yeah. All right. All right. So you want me to look out for good shit in liquid form yeah. and bring it uh-huh. back to you. Yes. That seems pretty doable. I love, I love drinks. It needs to be rare, liquid. The, the more rare, better the drink. Is that like a hundred percent? Like you know, uh-huh. like you've done te- you've done, you've done it. You've yeah. done the work. You know. Yeah. All right. You know, I believe you. You seem like a, a master of your craft, which is making these sick drinks. Yes. So I believe you. I'm going to look out for the very rare liquid. To make a really good drink, which you'll make. Yeah. I'm sold. Uh, sure, I'll do it. Okay. Do you have like a container for me to put it in, or should is that I bring my own container? He looks at the empty cup in your hand and he points to it. Great. Can I get a top for this? Uh, uh, no. Okay. Okay. Uh, scenario for you. Ah. All right. You have just finished. Flossing your teeth. You are red clearance, so you have to share a bathroom. Um, but anyways, when you open the door to your room, someone is standing there in the doorframe on the other side, and it is not one of the five people who are in your room. Uh, they are in a black uniform, but it does not really look like a standard infrared office worker uniform. It's kind of more like uh, a combat armor of some kind. You think you recall seeing them at your initiation all right i walk up to them he looks at you and uh looks you up and down and he says smash the computer smash the computer absolutely 
technically you remember that you, the, uh, the response phrase is usually purges your friend. Purges your friend. Got it. So uh, he waits for you to give him a salute. I salute him. All right. He salutes you back. And uh, then he points to your bed and he says, package for you. You should probably get it before anyone else sees it. I go grab it. All right. This appears to be a small, maybe um, uh, a little, little bit bigger than your hand. Small black box. Pretty nondescript. Looks like it, uh, it's got a little clasp to pop it open. Is the guy still here? Um, no, it looks like he just walked out. Hmm. I should open this somewhere discreet, probably. Well, uh, it doesn't seem like any of your bunkmates are in the area, especially since he was in here just a second ago. Uh, but you could try to find somewhere even more discreet if you would like. Even more discreet? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's up to you. Hmm. Hmm. There's cameras and elevators. Is that camera in the rooms? Uh, in your room, yes. Uh, what kind of cameras are Alpha Complex cameras? Are they like, uh, you know, the, the video game cameras or are they uh, the Walmart cameras? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different kinds of cameras. Generally speaking, um, they're a bit more Walmart than they are video game. All right. I'm a janitor. Are there maintenance places? Um, yeah, uh, there are a lot of places in, in the insect janitorial areas where there are no cameras. <laughs> I'm so smart. Let's open up a purge briefing inside insect. All right. So you head over to um, your work site. You just, you just walk right in. Nobody stops you or anything. Uh, you head down into the lower basements where they torture people. Uh, you find an empty room. doesn't have any cameras or any kind of surveillance equipment in it. Well, it, it does, but um, you can turn it off. And you know that it actually is off because uh, your bosses turn it off when they want to uh, do, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, you go in there and uh, you open it up. There seem to be three things inside. First is just a piece of paper. But when you remove that, there is some stuff under it. There appears to be a sort of thin, palm-sized, uh, rectangular, little brown slab. And there appears to be a little holdable device with a button on it, which looks quite suspiciously like a detonator, you know, from your demolition skill. Uh-huh. The note says, before we assign you any targets, we need to know how much, quote, value, unquote, you can return on a, quote, investment, unquote, if you're left to your own devices. Here's your investment. Get rid of this note and get rid of the detonator when you're done with it. Don't worry about the explosive. That will clean itself up. All right, so the brown slab is, de- is a bomb, detonator is a detonator, and the note's a note. Presumably. So they just want me to blow something up. I guess so. They want to know how much value you can get with it. You know what's really high value? What? Insect. You know, that is true. <laughs> I'm not sure if this empty interrogation room would be particularly high value, but... Um... No. Thank you for listening to this episode of Paranoia. Fight together or die a clown. Remember, happiness is mandatory.